You're listening to the Pimp Cron Podcast. What's going on, all my favorite people in the world? This is episode 41 of the Pimpcron Warhammer Podcast. And as you may have guessed, I am the aforementioned Pimpcron. And we aim to ignite the flame of hobby in each and every one of you. We tell competitive players to go SAD, and we have all the casual and fluff players right here at our fingertips. So. This is the part of the show where I go over what we're going to be talking about, and you can decide which segments you're going to skip and not listen to. <laughs> I know what you do. Don't don't act like you don't do that. Uh, all right, so as always, in no particular order, we are going to be doing a Want That or Want That Not with Lore Master Alex and just James and I, and we're talking about the Skitari transport, and I forget the name of that, but that's what we're talking about. We also have a, well, here's an idea, and, uh, hmm, that wasn't really an idea, but Cronet and I talk about Shorehammer 2019, what we have planned and whatnot, tons of new stuff, very excited, and I guess the, well, here's an idea is, well, here's an idea, Shorehammer 2019 is going to kick your ass. How about that? It's going to be awesome, and we also have a Tesseract mailbox from a person named Jeffrey. And he talks about a nerd civil war they had in their gaming group, uh, which is which is pretty funny. Uh, we also have a Git Brutal with the Pimpcron with Loremaster Alex and I, and we discuss some new war bands we're working on. And finally, we have the Real Talk with the Pimpcron, which is the main title of the show and uh, of this episode. And we are wrapping up the deathmatch, the start collecting deathmatch part three. And so far, Eldar is running through just murderizing every single other faction. And we're interested. We got we got a last few uh, factions to fight. We got some Tau. We got some Dark Eldar. We got some other things. And and see exactly can the Eldar are the Eldar craft world going to be triumphant in their start collecting Vox compared to all the other start collecting boxes. So, uh, then Just James and I kind of recap that and give our give our feelings on how this whole thing ends. And, um, well, if you're like me, you're rooting against the craft worlds, because uh, I have never been a big Eldar fan. So, what have I been up to this week? Well, I have been up to work, 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 work. And then I come home, and then I work, 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 work on the novel. And that's basically it. And that's when I'm not recording a podcast, editing a podcast, and writing blog entries. I really enjoyed my last uh, uh, column this week. It was me making fun of all the Loon Curse people that were crying and gnashing teeth and whatnot online. And uh, it was, it was, I was pretty happy with the article. I'm just going to go out and say it. I thought it was pretty funny. It was um, back to my roots, back to the satire. And um, and as always, which is the, the crown, the jewel in my crown, uh, I had at least two people not know this was satire and thought I was being serious, which delights me greatly. And <laughs> uh, then, of course, you get the the um, obligatory post of someone going, what, they didn't know this was a joke, which is also always pleasing to me. Uh, satire, some, sa- satire. satire is something that I've always enjoyed and hadn't done it in a while. So I was excited for that. Boy, I heard some bitching and moaning on Facebook. 
oh, wow, I didn't get my loon curse. So also in the comments, I learned that not everybody had any uh, contact with this issue. But I know that all the local stores in my area were um, reduced to or limited to just one loon curse box each, uh, no matter how many orders they had placed for pre-order. And uh, a lot of people are angry, but honestly, I mean, you gotta, you gotta buck up because it's, I mean, these things happen. It's a freaking game. These, this is a box of miniatures. You're a grown person. Calm yourself. And you knew there was like, what, one really cool model in it, which I'm sure they're going to sell separately anyway. And, um, I mean, it just, there was nothing special about this box, but everybody i saw so many posts going oh you know i'm done i'm done with gw and all this stupid crap so um i just i like to make fun of people especially when they whine uh anyway so the um the novel is coming along well the brutality uh skirmish war game novel i believe the working title is brutality realm of ishtar and um that is coming along swimmingly i've gotten three chapters finished and um i should definitely have this novel done by the end of the year preferably by fall and we will be getting that published so very very exciting you know i really love brutality and the whole setting and all of that because it's my baby and uh i never run out of things to talk about with it i'm in love with it just ask just james next time you talk to him because I never shut up about brutality or this novel. Um, so anyway, that's basically it. I think I've yammered on long enough, and I hope you enjoy the show. And I also hope that you will rate us on Stitcher or iTunes or one of those other places. And um, because, you know, ratings are hard to come by. And it helps us a lot. Uh, you know, every podcast asks, oh, please rate and review, blah, blah, blah. But it really does actually help because, um, it helps us show up on searches and stuff like that. Also, this episode is sponsored by Nate. Um, he's one of our Patreon patrons and we thank Nate so much for supporting the show and helping us keep going and paying for our, our, uh, different hosting things and all of that. And, um... Let me come up with something randomly about Nate. Um, of course, this is not going to be real. But did you know that Nate is a three-time pancake eating champion in um, Wisconsin? And he has actually seen a real Bigfoot. And he was a professional circus clown for about six months. But he was fired um, for inappropriate balloon animal shapes. And uh, there was a, a slight lawsuit for a while. And I'm sorry, Nate. <laughs> this is just literally off the top of my head. Uh, he used to smoke crayons as a child. Um, he, he got his start smoking crayons. And um, boy, you know, if you think cigarettes are bad for you, try smoking a crayon. <laughs> anyway, I, th I think I'm going to start doing this to my Patreon patrons. I don't know if it's going to increase uh patrons or it's gonna decrease patrons but nate thank you so much we love you thanks for su supporting the show and dude seriously off the crayons all right let's do this let's open the tesseract mailbox 
Welcome to the Tesseract Mailbox, and this is where we answer fan mail. And tonight we have an email from pimpcron at gmail.com from a listener called Jeffrey. Let's see exactly what he has to say. Hey, P-Man, this is Jeffrey from New York, in parentheses, state, not city. I was listening to your... <laughs> I was listening to your episode number 17, and I just have to chime in. In your mail segment, you have a listener, Grendel, write in about his worst game store ever. I laughed, but have my own story too. I used to live in another part of New York State where my, quote, gaming store was just a comic store. We had very little room to play, and they had no stock whatsoever, but could some stuff if we wanted. I guess could order some stuff if we wanted. Anyway, the Magic Club met on the same night our Warhammer group did, and we always ended up fighting over table space. This store only had four tables in total, two nice plastic tables, and two more made of rickety plywood and lumber. If you played on these wooden tables, you would always get splinters, and both clubs hated the wooden tables because they were cut very roughly. We had a growing war between groups trying to arrive first and claim the best tables. Now, it is kind of obvious that we should have just picked a different night to meet. One night, for whatever reason, I guess I read that wrong. He's saying, now it is kind of obvious that we should have just picked a different night to meet. But, one night, for whatever reason, we they took all four tables and we almost got in a fist fight over it. Laugh out loud. The store owner said that it was first come, first serve, and didn't make them move. My friend dumped a large McDonald's soda all over one of the Magic Guy's car hood, and we ended up playing in my friend's garage after that. So I guess they kind of won, but we were also mad at the store at this point for not giving us space. Anyway, just a trip down memory lane at a nerd civil war. Stay icy, Pimpcron. Jeffrey from New York, parentheses, state, not city. Well, that is qu that is quite a story, uh, Jeffrey. First of all, as always, thank you for writing in. You can contact us via pimpcron at gmail.com or facebook.com slash pimpcron or, of course, the telephone number in the show notes. And um, this is actually a pretty interesting little tale here, Jeff. Um, I have, ne you know, we have, of course, magic clubs and whatnot in all the stores we've been part of. And We've never really ran into any issues with any of them. Um, I mean, Magic players, in my opinion, are uh, kind of smelly and, and whatnot um, more often than Wargamers. Um, I feel like Wargaming, because of the... I don't know. I feel like we're like the executive nerds. You know, uh, many more of a higher percentage of us um, shower and, you know, wear deodorant and whatnot. But um, Anyway, this is pretty hilarious. I have seen some game stores that are very, very small, so I can see what you're saying. Um, a lot of game stores, especially comic stores, end up being in like little nooks and crannies in a you know shopping mall or strip mall or whatever. So, uh, honestly, I think that if I think I'm actually siding with you, I think the store owner should not have. Um, said first come first serve because obviously you got two groups there and you don't want to ostracize one complete group of customers that I hope you bought stuff from them you know and uh, supported the store so and uh, as far as dumping the McDonald's soda all over the hood that's that's a pretty rude thing um, I'm not going to judge you for it but uh, <laughs> I don't know what that does to car paint so uh, I'm pretty sure like eggs raw eggs will ruin the clear coat on a, on a uh, car but I'm not sure exactly what soda does, but it's got to be acidic, right? Um, 
anyway, well, that was a fun little uh, story that you told us. And if anybody else has any interesting stories about their worst gaming store, this wasn't necessarily their worst gaming store. This was more like their worst gaming community, I guess is what this would be. But anyway, thank you for writing in, Jeffrey. As always, I appreciate it. And somebody else write in about whatever you feel like writing about. Want that or want that not? This is a want that or want that not. I am the Pimp Cron. You are the... I am the Just James. And you are the... I'm the uh, Lore Master Alex who escaped R. Kelly's basement. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, wait, was... for, my, uh, wait for my autobiography in June. <laughs> uh, where, wherever uh, stores... Are... Man, I can't talk. Wherever Barnes and Nobles. Sold. Barnes and Nobles. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so today we are covering the Skitari, uh, the new tank that is not even for pre-order yet, and it's like a, it's basically a land-based Higgins boat, which is, you which, know, I love. Which <laughs> I mean, honestly, I, I like it. I actually do like this. I also feel it makes sense, lore-wise, for the Admech because they're using the Skitari Vanguard probably in this thing. And they're really just human husks with command modules in them. They don't care about pain. Those they're are actually immu- rangers. <laughs> they're immune to fear, things like that. So, you know, when they when the hatch drops, they just walk out into gunfire and, you know, they don't care. Because, again, they're just, you know, human husks in machinery. The one thing I do have to say, though, is that the ramp being up front. Just James, I know you have an issue with that, right? I do not like that. I mean, you're just running right out into a firepower, just coming straight at your face. Like, give me some cover. Why come out from behind? Or hey, from if the it front, worked for the from boys behind. at Omaha Beach, it'll work for the Admet. So, I mean, obviously that's reminiscent of D-Day ships. Obviously. But they actually had a reason for having a ramp up front. I mean, they were literal boats, and they were going to beach on the beach, and you had to run out. So, I mean, even though you could argue that maybe you should have a ramp on each side instead of in the front... At least it had it served a purpose. Arguably, these are already on the land, so to actually have a front ramp is a little unnecessary. But well, imagine like uh, you blow a hole in a, in a wall skirt, and you want to push the front of that vehicle through, drop the ramp, and let loose the uh, the troops inside. I got a better idea. All of the walls should come down. <laughs> Everybody just runs every direction. Just call in the knights. <laughs> uh, um. Yeah, I, I do question their their front ramp. I I think it would have been still reminiscent, but still pretty neat if it had two side ramps that fell down and the front was still a barricade. You know, yeah. which I'm I'm a little surprised they didn't do something like that for D Day. Um, well, but. if you want to argue semantics of that, that's I guess just ship design and trying to keep it water buoyancy and all that good stuff. I I still wonder why the ramps up front. Yeah. But. Not like it matters in this edition, so... No, they just hop the fuck out the back if they want. They, yeah. they leap over whatever they want. I mean, technically they could because there's no roof to this transport. So they could just jump over the back of it. Okay, well that makes more sense than a Land Raider, them doing that too. Yeah. Um, now, do you think this is going to be open top? Better damn sight be. Um, uh, it should be, yes. Uh, so what is open top? Um, the Eldar Raiders... The Eldar Venoms, the Orc Trucks, are Battle Wagons open Battle top? Wagons are open-topped. And what else? I mean, there, there's actually, it seems like there's fewer 
fewer vehicles than there used to be. That the the Tau uh, shield walls, whatever they're called, the the fortifications that they have are open top. Are open top transports. Okay, so um, now you know what this in in application could be pretty sweet. If this is open top and this Katari can shoot out of it, which I'm assuming they can. Drive bys, dude. You're so armored. Yeah. Like being able to. Because, you know, what does Skitari too? I mean, they're capable of melee pretty well, some of their units, but arguably they're more like guard and they shoot a lot. Yeah. So if you can literally be shooting all your unit out of that vehicle... Put a bunch of rangers in there? Yeah. But uh, in reverse, also could see, like, uh, you know, the Rush Stalkers. Put them in the front of that thing? Yeah. Just And, I assume be, and I'm assuming, because, of course, we haven't seen the stats yet, but it is a hovercraft, so I'm assuming that it's going to be going fast. You know, Sonic the Hedgehog style. Just James thinks it might be going slow. Well, maybe the actual transport might go faster, but I think that other the other thing we discussed uh, might be slower. I don't know, man. Hovercrafts in real life, um, they usually go pretty fast. The ones with the big fan in the back and all yeah. that, they go pretty fast. I've seen Rumble in the Bronx. I, I don't know what you're talking about, so... <laughs> Jackie Chan movie. Oh. Uh, which is a great movie, by the way. Uh, aside the point... Um, but like, like I was saying, like I see this being like an answer to the issue of why the heck is Admex so slow to advance and you have know? no transports and have no transports. So I feel like it would be asinine for them to make these vehicles slower than the Dune Crawler. Mm-hmm. So to see, you know, my vision of this vehicle is that you want to get your rust stalkers in close. You want to be able to, I don't know, deploy troops fast on an objective. If you want to put some Rangers on an objective. This is your go-to. You know what I mean? It's going to blitz across the field, drop that ramp, troops are going to come out, and either start killing people or they're going to start holding objectives. Yes, Katari definitely needed a transport. I was going to say, did they have any access to anything? No. I think the only vehicle they have is the Dune Crawler. Dune Crawler and the Walkers. Which is so ironic. Like, they're an all-infantry army, but they're quote-unquote ADMEC. So it's good that they're adding new vehicles. Yes. Um, they're like guard, but not. But... Guard, but not. Let's talk about all the machine guns packed on this thing. Um, yeah, I'm you got saying... the You got the twin link up on the top, and then you probably got a machine gun on one side, a machine gun on the other side. Yep. So there's a lot of small infantry fire, yeah. It's a large fire. Now, I wouldn't be surprised if they did something where you could swap out those machine guns up top for, like, some form of anti-vehicle. Yeah. Or light anti-vehicle, like their autocannon weapon that they have, or one of their laser weapons. Yeah, they've probably got some kind of switcheroo weapon. Okay, so just James, you're the only Skitari player. Are you a want this or want this not? I want that. I'll probably get uh, three, probably. Hmm. Yeah, it's just like a rhino, though. I mean, it's worth having. Uh, I also wonder if it's gonna have if you could transport the cult mechanicus guys as well. I would sure hope so. I don't see why not. You know, I don't know. They are bulky, so like, if you're trying to, you know, the size of the model to the inside of that, I think only. Two of them will be able to get in, so, and you can only take a squad of three. Uh, well, I mean, not only, but that's the minimum size. So, I feel like it's only going to be for Skitari units. Uh, now, what what is the overarching keyword for them between Admic and Skitari? Adeptus Mechanicus. Adeptus Mechanicus, yes. So, I'm curious if it says Adeptus Mechanicus units or I have Skitari a feeling units. it's going to be Skitari only. I, I would disagree, only in the fact that if a standard Vanguard unit is, what, 12 guys on average? And is it 10 or 12, James? Is it 10 or 12? 
It's 10. It's 10? Okay, so I'm off then. Um, was it Tau that was 12? 12, yeah. Uh, Tau could go up to 12 with their strike, strike squad, yes. Ah, okay. So I'm getting mixed up. But uh, aside the point, I think that if they do, it, it'll be able to at least transport three of the big, like, uh, the bigger units. Yeah, because I've never seen a model that was able to take a transport and counted each one of them more than three models. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, even Ogren and Bulgren, I think, count for two. They used to. I think now they count for three. For three. Okay, well, even so, you would still be able to, if it holds ten of these people and each one of those, uh, like, uh, what are they called? The, um... The Cataphron Breachers and Destroyers. Yes. I wouldn't be surprised if um they count as three each. I don't know. I have a feeling it's just going to be Skatari and maybe those cultist dudes, the uh, techno pre- no, I don't know, whatever they're called. The ones with the with the malls. The yeah, the staffs or the uh, the hand, the finger uh, Jazz bla- hands, yeah. blasters. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, uh, is that a want that or want that not for you, Mister Alex? I would say it's a want that just because again, I I'm probably going to buy two of these and then swap out the two chimeras that I've built and use these as my modified chimeras. Just because I really love the idea of hovercrafts. Like the other one I was telling you after that uh, that one we were talking about. I want to get a couple of those and start retrofitting my Lehman Rustis all over again. You know what I mean? Or if nothing else, put the skirt on your Lehman Rustis. Exactly, <laughs> right? Like you got to admit, that'd I've got be... hover Rustis. Yeah, right? That'd be dope. You got to admit. Yeah. Now what would be cool is you get the, um, put all the guts of your Roomba inside one of these things and have it clean your house. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. Speaking of Roombas. Uh... What? I forgot. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, that is definitely, I want that for me as well. I actually like this uh, visually a lot more than the tank variant. But um, anyway, that's three want that's from us. And that is it for this segment. Now, here's an idea. Hey guys and gals, we're back with another, well, here's an idea. It's Pimpcron and Cronette. How are you doing, Cronette? I'm doing peachy because I'm married to you. Oh, that was sweet. Yeah. Um, so we wanted to discuss a little bit of what's going on behind the scenes of Shorehammer 2019. Mm-hmm. Yes. So do you have any questions for me? This is your interview. This is your on-the-spot interview of me. Are you buying more terrain? Um... No, because um, Bliggity Blam Steve seems to be buying all the train that I need. Okay. Um, but, you know, this year we are planning on, um, we've expanded the number of events we have greatly. I've um, seen your schedule, actually. You have a lot of involvement. Yes, yeah. we, we have, um, you know, all the previous years, this is our fourth year. And all the previous years, you know, we had one event going at a time. Mm-hmm. You, you were know. trying to make it simplistic so people didn't, so they could participate where they wanted to. Yes. And yeah. the problem is there is a bit of a schism between Age of Sigmar and 40K people mm-hmm. because not everybody plays both. So if we were running a 40K event, then a lot of the Age of Sigmar people just set out because they, they didn't play 40K and vice versa. So now this year we are aiming to have um, Age of Sigmar and 40K events I'm going to say 24 hours a day, but not quite. I mean, we're we're open, like the convention's open from like 7 a.m. until about midnight, mm-hmm. 12.30, something like that. And um, uh, then people, I mean, by that time, everyone's at the bar anyway. Yeah. Oh, talking about the bar, I know you had mentioned about maybe having trivia more than one night. Are you going to do the bar trivia more than one night? Uh, no, what I'm, what I'm going to be doing is doing it on Saturday night instead of Friday night. 
Oh, okay, so, that's a big change. That is a big change because everybody usually, after the Highlander on Saturday, it takes all day to play the Highlander, mm-hmm. right? And it's three rounds, and it ends up being, what, seven hours or something like that. Right. It's a long time. That's a long time. So what everyone ends up doing anyway is going down to the bar in the hotel. And, well, if they're already there, why not just move um, trivia there? Also, a lot of people come in Friday night. And while they're checking in and getting their luggage and all that, we used to have trivia. Mm -hmm. Well, then a lot of people end up missing trivia because of that. But if they're there Saturday, which Saturday is our biggest day, then, you know, they're going to already be there for trivia. So we should have a huge turnout. We should be able to fill that bar. Mm -hmm. Um, And usually we fill, what, half the bar is what we fill. They usually allot you like half of the bar. Yeah. So When uh, they remember. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you're dealing with... um, uh off-season staff in a resort town yeah so that's that's the way that goes but um we have tons of new events this year and i don't want this to just be a promo but this is what's going on so whatever um if you don't like it skip ahead bitch you calling me a bitch (laughs) no i'm 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 talking to the people that will be listening to this in the future okay yeah okay just wanted to make sure yeah no so here I go complimenting you and you're calling me names. I didn't call you anything. <laughs> <laughs> that... uh, anyway, so... How can I tell you to skip ahead? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Part of the process. Anyway, um, so... I don't know. I'm trying to think. You, you threw me off here. I know. Oh, so this year we're going to be um, planning on branding Shorehammer. Mm-hmm. So in the past, you know, Shorehammer happened in this convention hall of this big hotel Uh but this year we aim to make shorehammer start looking like it is that room not the shorehammer occurs in that room but shorehammer is that room so like the entire environment is Shorehammer, not that this little section here or that section exactly so there's a lot of things like for instance the posters we probably won't have posters on the walls anymore because those stupid ass command strips on the stupid ass wallpaper do not stay up and you know that for a fact yes so neither does painter's tape and there's painter's tape neither does um sticky tack or whatever that putty's called pretty much anything you've tried it's impenetrable or whatever it's not sticky well you know it's it's weird it's like in certain areas because some of the posters stay up all all weekend and then there's certain posters that just fall and fall and fall so this year um we are going to be going into all sorts of um, upgrades to make the place look nice. Um, you know, customized tablecloths for the um, registration tables to show, you know, Shorehammer and um, hopefully a huge backdrop with a professionally made, um, you know, it's a Shorehammer and like pictures of models. And it's going to, we're actually going to get an, uh, a graphic designer to make it. That's cool. And Bliggity Blam knows one. And uh, so I'm, I'm probably going to have to pay her, but whatever. So. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get banners for free. <laughs> so. Okay, so you're gonna brand. You're you're working on the brand. You got lots of events coming up. You're changing the night of um the the trivia, the bar trivia. Yes. Um. Here's another thing. Saturday we don't have any competitive tournaments going on. I'm I'm sorry. Sunday. Sunday we have no competitive tournaments going on. So that was a big deal because Sunday mornings we usually had the danger zone or the nut crusher or whatever. Yes. And people were freaking hungover from Saturday (laughs) night. 
From so, what is it? What do they call it? The oh, squarters, squarters, squarters. Yeah, that's uh, the uh, that's the unofficially sanctioned Shorehammer uh, game, where it's quarters, but there's special rules, and you have to use uh, Shorehammer glass for it, and you're throwing um, uh, Shorehammer like, yeah, markers. markers in yeah. this cup and drinking. So um, my friend Max and the Basement War Gamers came up with squarters, and uh, they'll be doing that again this year, no doubt. So they'll have to set up a table so they can show everybody how to. Yes. Um, so what else? Um, you said you're not normally put we the have wall out this year, right? The big separator. I think it's going to be one huge room instead of one big room and one media. Yeah, mm-hmm. smaller room. Um, it's going to be one big room this year, which is going to be much bigger, much neater. It's going to be open. Mm-hmm. You're changing um, the position of the. Uh... Are you having the vendors? Uh, we're having some vendors, but we're actually limiting our vendors because of table space. Mm-hmm. So we're expanding all of our things, and a lot of events are happening simultaneously, which means we need to increase the number of tables we have. Um, so this year, off the top of my head, we have a uh, 40K Super Heavy Big Battle. We have a 40K Narrative Big Battle. We have an Age of Sigmar Narrative Big Battle. We have an Age of Sigmar GT. We have a 40K Danger Zone Tournament. We have a 40K Highlander Tournament. We have a Brutality Bash, which is just a fun little tournament to get people playing the game and and basically demoing for people Mm -hmm. and whatnot. We have a lot of local players. We have like eight local players that play Brutality and know the rules. So um, they're all going to be playing like real games, but we're also going to be setting up demos and whatnot. And that's on Sunday. And... um, uh, what else do we have? We have an Underworlds tournament. We have an X-Wing tournament. We have a ton of shit going on. Yeah, you got the painting competition, but isn't that being changed as well? Uh, well, actually, there is going to be an advanced uh, so circuit and yeah. a beginner circuit. So if you are just a Joe Blow starting, you know, painting models, things like that, there's the beginner circuit for you. Like, for instance, the idea behind this is that um, it's still friendly. If you are a... A Tony Gallagher or a Thomas Ryder mm-hmm. or, or one of the people that come to Shorehammer every single year and kick ass mm-hmm. painting. Um, if you're one of those people, of course, you'd be doing the advanced circuits. Okay. And um, But if you're someone like me who never takes the time or, or you Ever. know, or the effort or anything like that, you know, if you're just more of a beginner tabletop standard person, then, of course, I would never, ever enter into an advanced. Could I come in with finger paints? Uh, well, yes, you could. I mean, I don't know your chances of winning. (laughs) I'm a pretty good finger painter. Oh, well, I mean, there you go. I I don't know. I'm not going to judge you for that. Uh, (laughs) but, uh, anyway, so we have a ton of stuff going on and, um, that's... The raffle thing. What is it that you're donating this year, right? So we have a charity raffle as well. And that's with Horizons of Salisbury, which mm-hmm. is a really cool uh, charity that basically children that may need support academically, like they may not have a family situation where people are actually looking at their grades and keeping up with them or things like that. They follow these children that they sponsor through school and they check up on their grades and they meet up with the kids and they have free summer schools for them so they don't forget. There's always that... um that brain drain mm-hmm. during the summer. summer. Yeah. yeah. You, you lose a grade or two in reading or something along those lines, they say. Yes. And, um, so that's, that's what they're trying to prevent with these children is that, you know, they, they keep up with them all summer. Are you done? It was my process. Leave it alone. It's complicated. 
Oh, I love that word. So, uh, anyway, they keep up with the kids, and I think it's a really cool thing. Not only is it a local uh, charity, mm-hmm. but also it seems like, you know, so many of these kids, kids, so many of these kids, kids. Um, seem to fall through the cracks because of, well, their parents are too busy working or whatever. They don't have a good home life or, or whatever. And um, it's cool that this organization actually tries to keep track of the children, keep up with, up them. with them, check yes, their talk to their teachers mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And then in the summer to keep them out of trouble, because all these children are too young to work, like mm-hmm. they couldn't get a summer job. Um, to keep them out of trouble, they have free summer camps for the kids. That's because, pretty cool. Because, you know, what's going to happen if their parents are at work all day? They're what are these sit kids at home, do? Or they're going to go walk on the street. Exactly. Or hang out with friends or, you know, something that may end up leading to them. Yeah. Getting in trouble or get, joining a gang or, I mean, because Salisbury can be a rougher area. Oh, yeah. Starting to become. Yeah. Yeah. But the, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. I'm happy that we've teamed up with them. So, um, there's going to be raffle tickets and everything and all the money that we raise, um, by selling raffle tickets for our prizes, uh, is going to go to that. So that, that makes me happy. And that's, that's our feel good moment. Um, since Shorehammer, uh, the first year people are like, Oh, are you aligned with the charity? And I'm like, Nope. And then the next year and then the third year, they all ask us that. And every year I'm like, no, quit asking. So. Now you are. Now we are. Yeah. And no one's asked. (laughs) (laughs) Because they finally gave up on you. That's true. But uh, anyway, so I am super, super stoked. Um, And uh, we'll hopefully see all of our friendly faces. Well, actually not hopefully. Uh, Ticket sales have been freaking gangbuster. And. We are one ticket away after a month of sales from all of last year's ticket sales. Wow. So I'm... But you are limited on the number of people that you'll accept in your different tournaments. So well, sure. A, I mean, that's so, going to end up being a problem, right? So the Age of Sigmar narrative battle has already sold out. And then we added um, some more slots. And it's got like one or two left. And the 40k narrative has like, I think, literally one slot left. Or it's or it's sold out. I was actually really impressed with the number of people that participated in the narrative battle. That was like a really long ordeal. And they were really talking. Like, they, the one team, yeah. well, a couple of, well, both teams had their own little dynamics going on between them. And Yeah, it's, it's um, I've, I've arranged it to be very social and very... It's like you're a whole team of generals and you have your, you know, platoons or whatever that you're in charge of. Maybe generals is too high of a rank, but you get what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. You're all like lieutenants and you're you're organizing together. Okay, you're the heavy ordnance. I need you to take care of this thing so I can move my troops up here or whatever. And um, there's a ton of planning. It's a lot of fun. And then, of course, the other team has to walk away while your team's planning. Mm-hmm. So they really don't know what you're doing until they walk back. And then you hit them with it, you know, and stuff like it's, it's a ton of fun. Um, last year we had 20 people this year. I've increased it to, uh, uh, it was 20 people per side. Yeah. Wow. 20 people per side. I don't think so. I think it was 10 per side. Was it 10 per side? Mm -hmm. I really, yeah, yeah. I think it was 10 per side. So, um, this year will be, uh, 12 per side. It's 24 people. I think it is. Um, but anyway, uh, I am I am super stoked. All the same friendly faces are coming back. We also have new people, which is exciting. And um, uh, just really happy to... I mean, honestly, it's going to sound corny. I'm really happy to see our Shorehammer family again. Every single year, I look forward to seeing these guys. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've got a very, very nice community going on. So... Yeah, I'm always upset that I end up, you know, not being able to attend most of the days. Because well, I'm busy, but... The kids are getting older. I know. So, and now, um, you know, we can force them to go. Yeah. Cron Jr. Cron Jr. has always 
been my stage buddy yeah for the award ceremony and now um finally my second oldest our daughter i haven't not come up with a, a necron related name for her mm. but um chronolin no no okay well anyway uh <laughs> i don't know uh Two of four. There you there go. There you go. Tertiary yeah, adjunct, adjunct Unimatrix one. Yep. Yeah. Two of four. So she, two of four now wants to be on stage this year. And I don't know what one of four is going to do. So we, there's a schism mm. in our family. They've been talking. They actually, that was a big hitting point for them. They, they after this last Shorehammer, when uh, two of four decided that they were going to be on stage next year because they finally hit the right age. Yeah, we've been stalling because I have four children. Well, we have four children and I cannot have four children on stage. There's the stage, going to be a day when their stage is not some... big enough. If <laughs> <laughs> so, it, it, for nothing else, not big enough for all the egos. That's true. You know? They came from you. The ego is huge. <laughs> huge. So anyway, um, I'm I'm just very excited about this. And, uh, yeah. you know, hopefully people check it out and join us. Of course, the tickets get higher and higher uh, every month. Mm-hmm. And uh, you also get fewer and fewer uh, free raffle tickets for the prizes. Mm-hmm. So that is uh, kind of imperative. Also, like I said, every single event... Uh, is at least probably at this point the average at least would be 70 percent full so mm. because we limit it we're not just going to see the the reason why these tournaments run into problems is because they 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 don't put a cap on it they're like oh yes 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 we want your money we want your money and then their tables look like shit well they don't have enough terrain dude. they don't have they enough have terrain to... because they got greedy so what we do is we cap it um highlander is capped only at 60 people and that's almost full and uh, like I said, all the other ones are capped too. And seriously, none of them are under fifty percent. That's amazing. I mean, I mean that's, a, that's impressive. For yeah. the fourth going in the fourth year. Yep, I'm I'm very very excited. So I guess that's it. Okay. Um, okay. That certainly is not it. But I mean, thank you for being on. Thank you for talking at me. <laughs> bye bye. Now it's time for real talk with Pentcron. Who's the next contestant? It's my favorite, the Drukari. They are also my favorite as well. They're actually my favoritest favorite. So I'm better than you. You don't even actually play real Drukari. You play oh. vampire. Dr- oh, okay. Whatever. You okay. don't even use the real models. I do mostly. Well, somewhat. Yeah. But you model with different stuff. I play pure. Unadulterated. Un- yeah. Unfiltered. Yeah. You like your Drakari like you like your cigarettes, unfiltered. Gross. <laughs> what do we have here, Mr. James? So you got a Venom. It has... Well, it comes with a Splinter it Cannon. It comes with a Splinter Cannon, but we don't know if it has a second one. Oh, it, it might. I don't see one underslung. The lady up top is shooting one, but I don't see one underslung. Or is the underslung one the one that automatically comes on it? Um, I think it's... Yeah, I think it's the one that's... Yeah, it's got it. I can see a a little bit of it. Okay, well, guess what? Guess what monsters creatures hate? (laughs) Poison weapons. Uh, The Reavers... I think they all have splinter cannons. Okay, so that's what, two each? No, four each. Four shots each? Don't they have two splinter... No, no. Oh, splinter cannons. Splinter rifles. Splinter rifles. They only have one splinter rifle each? Yeah. Oh, I thought they had two. 
No. The 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 Reavers, I said. Yeah. Yeah. They only have one. I thought Reavers had two. Nope. Are you sure? Uh yeah. Uh but did they have four? <laughs> then you have ten witches. Uh, one of them has a razor flails. You have the the Hecatrix has a blast pistol and a agonizer. Uh, blast pistol might do some. And it, it looks like that's it for special weapons. Then you have the succubus with the agonizer and the uh, archite glaive. Okay. Um, clearly, Eldar. Clearly, the Eldar win in the shooting round because they'll destroy that venom quite easily. Uh, venom is minus one to hit. Minus one to hit, but still wounding, hitting on fours. I mean, yeah, it's still hitting on fours. And wounding it's what, on six, threes. Was it six wounds? Five up Venom. Is it six up six wounds for the I, venom? Yeah, it's not much. Yeah, it's six wounds. The Raiders ten, I think. Yeah, yes. Um. But uh. Overall, I mean, you got some. Sh- the, the the obvious boon to this is the poison weapons. Yes. So, how much is a splinter cannon? Six shots. Uh, rapid fire three. Rapid fire three. Splinter can- yeah, splinter cannon, rapid fire three. So, so twelve shots. Twelve shots. Twelve shots. Are you putting it into the wraith lord, or are you putting it into the wraith guard? You also have the split the rapid fire one splinter cannon or splinter rifles. Honestly, I think the wraith guard are the biggest threat. To that list. I mean, Wraith Lord, sure, but he's just one dude. He's got one ranged weapon. Okay. Yeah, you go after him in close combat with the witches. Yes. And, uh... So, if you wanted to math hammer that out real quick. 12 shots is 9 hits is 4 to 5 wounds. Hmm. Meh. On to the Wraith Guard. Yeah. And they get 3 up saved. That's AP nothing. So, hmm. And the Blast Pistol could do something. If you're going to go into the Wraith Lord, you know, if you hit him, what, is it... It's a D6? Yes, D6. Yeah, so I mean, that's... It's not bad, but... Especially being that he didn't have an involve. I'm sure it's minus three or four, so... It's minus four. Minus four. And those ra- those uh, those witches four up involve, man. In close combat. Yep. So, you're gonna do... Uh, what did I say? Four or five wounds. Um, AP nothing onto the Wraith Guard with shooting. And then you've got your uh, splinter rifles. What? Three rapid-fire splinter rifles. So you're gonna do, like, another one or two wounds... With no AP. Meh. Obviously, that's not their strong point. Uh, but the close combat is where they'll shine. Uh, don't um, the bikes get something when they charge? It's a... It's a... You have to pay for it. Oh. So we don't know if they have it or not. Because it's not a... There's not... You can't model it on... Well, you can, but it's underneath the model... Yeah. Uh, so we can't really see it. So we don't know if we have those grab talons or clustered caltrops. Yeah, the caltrops. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm, I'm looking up the uh, razor flail. Right, on the, right above the. Uh, the, uh, see the dark spot right above so uh, shooting phase obviously I think the Eldar pop the venom and probably kill the bikers like that's pretty reliably all that's dead uh, not, even, not even with a 6 up feel of pain <laughs> uh, 
so the witches really are your heavy hitter in this game. Surprisingly, yeah. Surprisingly. What is six up six up in Vol normally and a four up in close combat? Yep. And the uh the witch, the uh succubus, she usually gets a four up in vault. She period. has a four up in vault, yeah. So um you still want to hide her, but um between her and them, man, I don't know. Of course you're winning everything on sixes, unfortunately, unless you're doing the combat drugs plus one strength. But even still, like if you're going against that Wraith Lord, that's you're still winning on sixes because I'll make you strength four. True. So you know you'd probably be better off with the extra attack. Extra attack. Um, and then I know there's faction stuff you can do, chapter tactics and whatnot. But yeah, ultimately, uh, I mean honestly, that that witch, that succubus, and those witches are your are your MVPs here. Yep. Uh, what do you think? How how long do you think a four pinball can hold up? Uh, well, I've had it last pretty long for me. I, I've had a squad of 20 witches take out one of those uh, knights, those big knights. Really? Yeah. Uh, so... Uh, hitting on threes, wounded on sixes, though. Hitting Even on if threes, they're three attacks each. Three attacks each. Uh, the... The Razor Flail uh, allows you to re-roll hits. The, uh, the Succubus, I believe, allows you to re-roll ones to hit. Okay, but I don't know. I'm still not entirely feeling it. I but think the, he... so the But the Wraith Lord has how many attacks? Not that many. Four? Probably. He's not going to clear out those witches. Uh, no, he's not. And he's four attacks. Four attacks. Yeah. But, you know, those four pinballs, if you get, I think the best chance to, to survive would be to get the uh, the succubus into the Wraith Guard and get the witches into him because of the damage not spilling over. Yeah. So, um, so she can probably tank a lot of those Wraith Guard attacks. And the, the witches, meanwhile, yeah, because the, the one... Uh, the fist from the Wraith Lord. I mean, he could almost... I guarantee he could kill the uh, Succubus in one turn of melee. Uh, yeah. So uh, Also, it depends on what turn it is as well. Oh, yeah. They get plus one to their hit. On turn three, they get plus one to their weapon skill. Mm. So that, that messes up our formula a little so bit. So they're hitting on twos, and if they're close by to the Succubus, they're re-rolling ones. This is... That four up in Vol in close combat is definitely that a six up feeling of pain. And then there's Wraith Guard; they can't retreat. Even if they retreated, they can't shoot, and they're gonna get assaulted again. And there's a chance of them not being able to retreat because of the no escape. Dude, um, I don't know. I don't feel like the witches have a great damage output, but they're so damn durable. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure it's still gonna go to the craft world. I think so too. I hate to say that. Yeah. Because he, I am not confident in their ability to kill the Eldar in close combat. It's a lot of hits, blah, 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 even hitting on twos. But if you're wounded on sixes, like, and they have a three-up save, okay, sure. Like, a, a six-up is like an 18% chance or something to yeah. wound. And then they have a 66% chance to save it. Like, it's definitely in their favor. Um, so you're in agreement with me that, unfortunately, I think the Eldar still win? Yeah. Ugh. God. All right, we should have waited for the Eldar much later in this. 
All right, that was round 11, I think. I don't know. 52, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. All right, uh, do we even need to do this one? Demons of Slanesh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, remember how the Eldar hate Slanesh? And how they actually reroll ones to hit in close combat against them? Yeah. They're... You can... No, no, you can reroll failed hit rolls in the fight phase if they have Slanesh. Okay. And and so does the Wraith Guard has it too. So, I guess we can cover what's in this, but... So, what's one of the units that's going to die, James? Uh, you got the Exalted Chariot of Slanesh. Okay, what else is going to die? Then you have the uh, Seekers of Slanesh. Wow, and then what's going to be murdered? Ten Demonettes. Excellent. I think it's pretty much case closed. They have no shooting. They're going to get shot to death. And then in close combat... Meh. On uh, wound rolls of sixes, they do AP3. But there's nothing big to even draw their draw their fire. You know what I mean? Draw the Eldar fire towards one thing. So you could you could kill all the Seekers super easily. You could kill the uh, Flare thing super easily if you wanted to. And, uh, and also, once again, they have the same thing the Witches have, but they're worse than Witches. They're a 5-up in Fall in Close Combat. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? It's like the whole thing, I think they're just dead. Yeah. Not to mention the Eldar are re-rolling all failed hit rolls against them in the fight phase. Yeah. Sorry, Slanesh. Yeah, it's Craft Worlds. <sighs> Alright. I hope this isn't bad radio. Like, like one... I'm glad Necrons just didn't win the entire thing. <laughs> well, I mean, now it's, now it's Craft Worlds. Now it's Eldar. Okay, now this one's an interesting, interesting thing. Yes. We got Tau. I don't play Tau. You do. What we got? Uh, Round 12. So we got the Tau. We got an Ethereal on a Hover Drone. We have 2, 4, 6, 8, 10 Strike Squad with their uh, plasma, uh, Pulse carbine, uh, pulse Rifles. Mm-hmm. Then we have... Uh, and also the uh, strike squad has uh, a uh, turret with the smart missile system. Then we have three crisis suits. Don't know if they're bodyguards or not. Um, uh, the one has a a burst cannon. Sorry. And then the other one has. A uh, plasma rifle and a missile pod. Uh, one of them, the uh, the third one has, uh, looks might be a flamer and a, a fusion blaster. Okay. And now, then there, well, well, hold on. The really important thing is that there's two, four, six, seven, eight drones. Well, craft uh, lose this one. Uh, 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 Tal win. Skip it. <sighs> You know what? You laugh, right? But we both know that those drones are little bitches. Yes. You get four shield drones, right? Because they can be built however. Yeah. Right? Built however. You get four shield drones, and those little effers will keep those battle suits alive and keep... Ugh. But we're going by the picture, so let's see. Yeah. See how many... Yeah, sorry. Um, 
So, actually, one. One shield drone? What is GW thinking? Don't they play this game? GW, do you not play your own game? You got three with marker lights. <sighs> Who cares? I don't know what happened. Alright, so they only have one shield drone? Uh, they got two. The other one's hidden within the other ones. Okay, so two shield drones. Two shield drones. Okay, that makes all the difference. Yeah. What do they do? On a two-up, they take the damage from someone, and they all they do is take a mortal wound, regardless of whether it's... Oh, you did you saved D6 damage? Oh, guess what? You got a four-up invault, and you take one freaking mortal wound. Yeah. Yay! They're the cheesiest crap in the world, and I hate Tal. Yeah. And I hate Tal players. I love them. Yeah. Uh, so the Ethereal is going to sit back and give everybody... Uh, well, if they don't move, they get an extra shot. No. I don't know how to play Tal. Um, <laughs> so... Uh, what do you think? I know the strength five, right? Rapid fire minus one. Rapid fire thirty inches, uh, one shot. Unless a uh, rapid fire is two. Uh, strength five, no AP, one damage for the pulse uh, rifles. There's actually a guy with a car- carbine, but whatever. It's the same thing. It's assault two, strength five, whatever. Um, I don't know. Do they look at these crisis suits? What are they armed with, and do they have the firepower to help take down Eldari? Um, I mean, not really. Think the... about it. This this pulse carbine beans or whatever they're called. Um, for the fire warriors, they're strength five minus one. So basically, they're a bolt gun with minus one because either minus... way, they wound on fives. What's minus one? They're not minus one. No. The Tau, the uh, no. fire warriors. No. Oh, snap. No, this is strength 5, AP 0. One damage. Ouch. For some reason, I always thought they were minus 1. No. Okay, that's even worse. Nope. Uh, then you got the smart missile system. That's 4 shots, 30 inches. Don't need line of sight. Strength 5, AP nothing. One damage each. Okay. Ignores cover. Uh, so the so one with the plasma, or the, the one with the plasma rifle is 24 inches, rapid fire... 24 inches, strength 6, minus 2. Strength 6? I remember it was weaker because it didn't have guitar. Yeah, it doesn't have that. Uh, Then the burst cannon is 4 shots, strength 5, AP 0, 1 damage, 18 inches. Then the fusion blaster is a melted gun, 18 inches. Then the flamer is a regular flamer, 8 inch, strength 4, AP nothing, automatically hits D6 shots. Uh, so, they might do a little bit, but I don't think, the crisis suits, they might do a little bit, but... But I don't think they're... They're an, not, you know, to the extreme, like, everybody, and, most people do with them, so... Okay, so if all these were drones, uh, shield drones, I would say, holy crap, these, these, uh, battle suits are gonna be very durable. Yes. But... Being that you only have two shield drones, I mean, honestly, I don't see how Tower winning this. Um, they can fall back and shoot though, if need be. But so in the shooting phase, they can still pass 
it's just still two ones to pass it off to the uh, drones. And the drones just take the strength ten... Two wounds each? Drones? No. No. Just one. Just one? Oh. But so you can just do it two, then two, then two. So they still have eight ablative wounds on a two up. And two of those wounds have a four up involved. Yeah. So you could technically say statistically they would save two of the wounds. So you could take ten wounds... Put them on these. The shield, the shield runs, I think they do feel in pain. Do have a four pinball? No, that's what they used to be, but I'm... No, they have an involve. It's a four pinball. Actually, drones think... themselves have a five up feel in pain, don't they? No. Okay. I think it's getting. It's from this. You can tell I don't play drones. Alright, so what's that? When do they get the feel in pain? Uh, so, yeah, they do have a four up involve, but. Uh, is, you know, they have a five up feel no pain. So they won't be able, when you pass it off, they automatically take a mortal wound. But they have the f- five up feel no pain to save it. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. So so essentially, those crisis suits have nine to ten ish, depending on how you roll, nine to ten ish ablative wounds, which is pretty good because the crisis suits are already, what, three wounds or four? I think they're three. Three wounds. Okay. I, I knew they used to be three in other editions, but now they have those beefier models. I didn't know if they gave an extra wound or not. Yeah. But they didn't. Um, were they toughness four, three up save? I think they're toughness five. They're toughness five with a three up save. Three up, yeah. So, I don't know. Do you think Tau can pull this off? Um, I'm not seeing that they don't have any real firepower. I mean, it sounds funny to say that about Tau, but. I think I have a good chance. But as far as winning it. I think they, if they focus everything into the Wraith, Gar- Wraith Lord, uh, if they the Crisis Suits go into the Wraith Lord, they could do a hurt a lot of damage to them, like the Fusion Blaster. Oh yeah, if they. But I think the one Wraith, shot. I think the Wraith Guard are the main priority. You have five shots. But if you put the, if you put the Strike Squad into them, and they get the Rep Fire, that's uh. 20 shots, hidden on fours. So it's, well, you do have the marker light drones that could shoot, and you have the drone, the gun drones that could shoot as well. But if you shoot the marker light drones into the Wraith Guard, well, see, I don't know. I don't know. Because they might want to put the marker, drone, marker light drones into the Wraith Lord uh, to help out that fusion blaster. Um... So the the strike squad is hitting on fours, rapid fire. The ethereal can let them re-roll to hits if they stay stationary or re-roll ones. Yeah, something like that. And I, thought, I thought one of the ethereals give an extra attack, an extra shot. No, that's uh, the fire blade, cadre fire blade. Oh. If they stay stationary, they get an extra shot if they're within half range. So oh. Um... So, that's 20 shots, hitting on fours, strength five, AP zero, one damage each. So you're going to hit ten times, and you're going to wound on one third of that three times, with no AP. And uh, two thirds, so you're going to hit three times, and they're going to save two of them. So you're going to do one wound. Okay, then you do 20 shots, hitting on fours, strength five, into a toughness eight, Wraithlord. Oh sure, I mean that's the better option, but I don't, I don't see them winning this. I just don't. 
if they had some, I don't know, heavy, if they had a Riptide, or if they had something that was, although the Riptide would be a huge target and he'd be dead soon. But, well, then you just put drones around them. Oh, yeah. That's when you use the drones. Yeah. Um, a couple broadsides would help. I mean, something. Although broadsides are so expensive, points-wise. Very expensive for what they are. Uh, so, yeah. It looks like the Craft Worlds are going to still win this. Uh, okay. Maybe we should have planned this out better. <laughs> because we did, you know, we just wanted an organic, like, okay, let's just go down the list and see who wins what, you know? But, uh... I actually have liked it to see, okay, is Eldar going to win this one? Is Eldar going to win this one? And come to find out, yes, they freaking are. And they're going to win the next one, too, because it's Space Marines. Oh, uh, well, wait a second. Uh, if it's Space Marines, Space Marines are probably going to win, because they get plus one to hit when they charge. I mean, sorry, plus one to wound when they charge. Oh, no, shit. Oh, yeah, I guess they're going to lose. Well, not, no, because they're Ultramarines. <laughs> oh, so they just, um, just plot armor. They just... yeah. So you get a Terminator uh, captain with a power sword and a storm bolter. Okay, not great for this. Matchup. You get ten tac marines, one with a uh, missile launcher, one with a grav gun, the sergeant. The uh, yeah, that might be yeah, and then you get a dreadnought. Could oh. be, I th- it might be uh, I think it's venerable. Yeah, it is. It's got all that gold stuff on with it. With a twin las. And I think a heavy flamer. Well, la-dee-da. Two last cannon shots. Um, They hit on twos. Yeah, hit on twos. Hit on twos, so they'll probably hit the two last next cannon to shots. The, next to the uh, captain, yeah. re-roll them once. Um, the issue now is, do you have any CPs to re-roll your damage? Because the two, two, D, uh, two 1d6 damage is what's going to make or break you there. Um, You roll two sixes, the Wraith Lord's dead. Well, you got... You got your standard re-roll one of the die. What do you mean? You know, the the three regular, you know, auto-pass morale, uh, re-roll oh, yeah, one of yeah. the die. That's what I'm talking about. And then, Hopefully you have a CP to re-roll that die. Whatever that other one is. Um, yeah, but that's we're not including that. No, I was just saying, hopefully, like, if you're playing this game, you would be able to... So you can assume that um, you're going to do seven damage. 2d6. I'm assuming you're going to hit and wound because 2 up to hit re-rollable, a 3 up to wound. It's likely you're going to wound both times. Um, it would not be worth doing it on the Wraith Guard or is it? Because well, you could reliably, semi-reliably kill 2 Wraith Guard with that. And they're the hardest to kill. Didn't the, don't the Wraith Lord, does the Wraith Lord drop down his, because uh, he's 10 wounds, they should drop down. Yes, he does. So he's going to get, his, he'll be down to either second tier. No. Seven seven damage. He'd be less than half. He'd be on the bottom tier. Oh, no, you're right. Because it's like second, one wound. One, one to two yeah. is bottom. So he'll be on second tier. Um, and then if you really want to, you could try to knock him down to a third one with the attack marines. Maybe the missile launcher. Oh, yeah. Missile launcher might do something to uh, So between the missile launcher... Assuming you're rerolling ones because the captain, and the two last cannon shots, I mean honestly, you could you could fairly reliably kill that wraith lord in one turn. Yeah. Or you could fairly reliably kill three wraith guard in a turn. I mean, they're even easier to wound, and they're actually not the same. Um, they're even easier to wound, and then you're getting d6 damage. Well, 
statistically three or four damage each. So you can probably kill. I would say go after the Wraith Lord. Because he does... Not only does he do damage with his... Well, he's got one shot with the, the uh, Bright Lance. But in close combat, he can do way more damage than the Wraith Guard. Whereas the Wraith Guard, if you kill... How many? Well, I mean, uh, we're, there'll be five shots, so... I don't know. These these guys are actually... Wait a second, though. This Dreadnought... Well, the Dreadnought's probably dead. Yeah, the after Dreadnought's the range dead. Shot, after the range turn. Kill the Wraith Lord. Yeah. And then possibly kill... The Wabbit. Kill the Wabbit. Possibly kill a Wraith Guard. And then get into close combat. And that's where they're going to fall. Because... Space Marines can't do anything to those Wraith Guard, uh, reliably. And the Captain's got a freaking sword. Not a Power Fist, not a Thunder Hammer, he's got a sword. So, la-dee-da. Wound on fives, minus four, whatever. One damage, woohoo! I don't know. The... So we kill the Wraith Lord, we kill a couple Wraith Guard. We kill the Wabbit. The Dreadnought's dead. There's, what, like, five, five Space Marines left? Yeah. The, the... No, they'd probably pump everything into that. Because those, those, it would take all three shots from the Walker and the Wraith Lord into that Dreadnought, presumably to kill it. But it might, if they roll bad at all, they're not killing that Dreadnought. They would need to also put that Wraith Guard fire into them, too. So, you might have more Space Marines left. Yeah. And then you get into close combat with the Captain, the Terminator Captain, mm -hmm. and then, what, six? Six or seven like that. Marines. So, you could eventually just wear them down. You could. How does Grav work in this edition? Uh, it is strength five, minus three, one damage, but if it's against people with uh, three or better armor save, it's D3 damage. One shot or rapid fire? Uh, well, it depends on the gun. If it Well, he had the actual full gun. It wasn't the one-handed pistol, it was the I don't full. think it's rapid, it might be assault. Assault one? I don't think it's rapid fire. But I mean, is it assault two? Assault I one? think it's just one shot. Okay, so, I mean... You said D3 damage? D3 damage against three or better ar armor save. Oh, how far your grav guns have fallen. <laughs> yeah. Wow, they were all the rage there for a while, weren't they? Yep. Damn. I liked it when you wounded people on their armor save. Like, that's... Crumple them up like a tin can. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, he'll be able to do something. If you shot him into a Wraith Guard, if he wounds on a 5-up, then they're probably dead. Oh, but it's only D3 damage. No, he's not killing one. I, I think Space Marines can pull it out. You really think so? I think so. Okay, let's think about this for a second, okay? If they so, get... after the range... Wait, wait. Okay. After if the, the Dreadnought... <laughs> if the Dreadnought is dead, the Wraith Lord is dead, uh -huh. two, possibly, uh, Wraith Guard, maybe one... One. One is dead. If, if you're focusing everything into the Wraith Lord, then you're... Yeah. So one Wraith Guard is dead. You have four left. You still have the, the Walker, which... And the Farseer, which you're not really... Oh, the far, yeah, I forgot about the Farseer. The Farseer so, is really not much of anything. So, yeah, Craft Worlds win. 
But yeah, I, I mean, I, the, the farseer. Well, he's got the singing spear, I believe. That's a strength nine, but no AP uh, shot. And then he can use that in close combat, which does automatic automatically wins on two ups. So, nah. but he's got like two or three attacks. And the captain up four pinball, so and yeah. five wounds or something stupid. So. so I was, but I was thinking if the the tech marines and the captain all focus on the wraith guard. I think the wraith guard will get down to two or something like that. I think overall the damage output. I think the space marines would win. You really think so? I, yeah. Hmm. If you feel like the space marines would win now then I reconsider what we said about Blood Angels. Although, Blood Angels had no heavy-hitting stuff no, like last Cannons. Or, right. Yeah. So, um, that that battle Predator really just didn't didn't do it. If it was a regular Predator, if it had four last Cannon shots or something, okay. But the way they had they kitted out there, like, uh, I don't know. So, I don't I don't foresee the, the uh, Space Marines winning with their... So, they've only got... The captain and like six-ish space marines, versus four wraith guard plus you get Overwatch, remember, and minus one in close combat, and the farseer. Well, we're not really counting that because who's charging who? But true, but so that's true, and also they're one hit any one shot anyway, so they're probably not going to hit you anyway. But um, I mean I agree it's close, but they're wounding the wraith guard on fives. And the Space Marines have no AP except for the the Captain with the minus four, which is great, but wounded on fives. So. Uh, I still say Space Marines. I still feel like Space Marines win. You really want Space Marines to win. Not really, because I, I think I like Eldar better than Space Marines. Uh, but it does feel like... I don't know, because... Because they're still the Warwalker, they're still the Farseer, so... They got more bodies. But plus, you got 12 Toughness 6 3-up saves to, to deal with. 12 more wounds sitting there at the start of combat. But they're attacked back. What, what, one attack each? Yeah, they're not great. I mean, that's... And they're, what, Strength 5 or something? They're I mean, they're... they're uh, meh. Yeah. But, um... I don't know, man. Space Marines... So, okay, Space Marines. You get... You get 6 Space Marines and the Sergeant. Right, and uh, what's that? Uh, six space marines. This is seven people, and the sergeant gets extra attacks. So it's eight attacks, hitting on threes, rerolling one. So that's pretty good odds. Uh, eight attacks. So let's see, you hit six times, but then you're gonna wound twice on five ups, and they more than likely, statistically, are gonna definitely save one of them, if not both wounds, and then they strike you back with their four attacks. Now, I'm not including the captain there. Um, what about... So, let's say the, the Dreadnought got its Heavy Flamer into the Great Wraith Guard. Well, we never really did the Heavy Flamer. We didn't. And also, we didn't count... I mean, Stormbolter. Four shots. Strength four, AP nothing. Negligible. It's not really... It does one wound. Uh, so... I just don't see it. The, that stupid toughness on those Wraith Guard. The stupid freaking toughness... Is really the big deal. I mean, because their, their damage output, sure, they're okay, they're in close combat, they're okay, they're not great. In range, they're pretty good, but they don't have a lot of shots. But that damn toughness six, like, is just, is insurmountable. I mean, yeah. and, and I would be much more 
you know what? I think the key thing here is I would agree with you they'd probably have a good chance if the captain had a power fist or a thunder hammer. But that sword, he's wounding on fives. Like, it's just not... Yeah. This is disappointing, because I don't really care for Eldar. <laughs> <laughs> I would much rather the Space Marines win, but if I'm being honest, I think that Space Marines don't win this. Yeah, I think you're right. They bloody their nose for sure, but... Um, man, I don't know. Because then you got Smite to worry about. Like, we didn't even mention Smite. So Smite right there could be taking D3 wounds off of... That's true, yeah. Off the captain. So, plus you said the Singing Spear. Plus, the, it's like, dude, Eldar, like, they're... I don't know how they do in tournament rankings, because I don't give a shit. But this is a pretty good start collecting box, as far as... Um, yeah, when you go all Wraith... Wraith Lord, Wraith Guard, yeah, that's... Hey kids, do you want to not have any friends? <laughs> <laughs> Buy the Start Collecting Box. Uh, and it'd be even worth, worse when they have the D-Scythe. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Uh, what, f uh, D-30 attacks? Yeah. <laughs> so, alright, well this was an arduous recording process, but I appreciate you staying here with me, Mr. James. And unfortunately, the damn dirty elves win. The I good, mean, clean. The good, clean elves. Hey, they're just you know they're just trying to you know get their race back together. You know, fix everything. So of course they got to get the heavy power stuff to knock out all the other dummy heads. The dummy heads. <laughs> um. By the way, I just want to point out these stupid efforts. One, one, two, three, four. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, eleven matches. That's crazy. Alright, now I got a new idea. <laughs> What's that? Let's go through each start collecting set and compare them to each one. Not like what we just did, not like a ranking, but like just take one, like the Space Marines, and just compare them to all of them. Oh, geez. So you're ready for another day <laughs> of recording? Uh, no, thanks. Um, you know, I would not mind doing something like a matchup and we just pick two armies and go, okay, if we could have access to every model in every one of those armies, which army is better? Good. That would be a good argument. Like, which army should, overall, they should win? I already got the answer, man. Eldar? No. <laughs> Imperial Knights. Uh, yeah. I hate Imperial Knights. <laughs> I just don't. I've had one on the sprue for like three years. I've never, ever... We split that Renegade box and I just can't handle it. Anyway, thank you so much for being on. I appreciate it. You got it, dude. Later. Let's get brutal. This is Let's Get Brutal with the Pimpcron, and today I actually have a guest host, which is uncommon. It is Loremaster Alex. Who is definitely a ultra-rare version of a person. Um, yes. And not in a good way. <laughs> I go in the $1 rare bin. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Um, you've actually been banned from official play. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so we wanted to talk about some more bands we've been working on lately for the Brutality Skirmish War game, and what was yours, Mr. Alex? 
Well, uh, you know, I, I, I was the one who uh, created the backstory behind Newport City. Uh-huh. And I've been really working hard on trying to expand that a little bit more and work on war bands specifically around that city. Mm-hmm. Um, granted, I have my Fallout guys, but really they can be anywhere and anything. Yeah. So I started working on using parts from uh, my Imperial Guardsmen kits that I had left over, as well as... Um, empire knights legs and stuff like that and uh created the newport city militia huh so they've got like auto guns and auto pistols shotguns you know flamethrowers grenade launchers nice i haven't seen these yet yeah i like i said i just i literally just finished them yesterday so what's the first model in it the first model is the sergeant Uh uh-huh and the sergeant has a hatchet in one hand and he's got the auto gun slung up like this Uh uh-huh um what's the base model from uh, the, the arms are from the Adeline Jackals, which oh. are the Gene Steeler cult bike guys. Yeah. Uh, the chest is the Cadian Shock Troops. Mm-hmm. And the heads are a combination of Tempestor Scions with the Berets. So they really are kitbashed. They are kitbashed <laughs> out the ass, my good man. You know, okay. with the, that or with like an Empire style head where they've got the poofy hat with the feather. Yeah. Kind of make them look a little gaudy because he's the commander. Yeah. But, like, the other guys will have berets or will have, like, a, a SWAT-style helmet. Nice. So, um, what would be the second model there? Second model is a uh, heavy flamer guy. Uh-huh. And uh, when I was building my Tempestor Scions, I got from Mad Robot Miniatures uh, these Russian-style Spetsnaz helmets. You know, the helmets with the big visors that come down. They have, like, the lens. You know yeah. what I'm talking about? I still had a bunch of those heads left over. So, I used that as the head on a Cadian Shock Trooper chest. And he's holding a, a Gene Steeler cult bootleg flamethrower. So it's almost like a Weldon helmet he's wearing? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like that's the idea. And he's got like just standard fatigues. That's cool. Yeah. Um, really going out the wazoo on the kit bash with these guys, uh, which I really am having a lot of fun doing. Now you said they're part of Newport City. Yeah, Newport okay. City, you know, in the lore is heavily militarized. Uh-huh. Um, very much like a a one for all and all for one kind of city mm-hmm. where they'll work they everybody works together so that they can thrive uh-huh and uh mandatory military service is one of the big things mm-hmm. um you know you spend at least two weeks in the militia uh every year as like a reservist and then if you want to go on you become an actual member of the militia mm-hmm. so the idea is that when I built these guys, I wanted them to look very different per person. Whereas, like, some of these guys are dudes who are going to are in it to win it long haul, are going to be career kind of militia members. Mm-hmm. And there's the other guys who are like, man, I'm just in it for, like, the two weeks and a, and a hot meal, man. <laughs> you know, I'm going to go back to the city and open up my liquor store. <laughs> so they, they're, um, they are tech. They're not, like, necessarily medieval. Yeah, no, they're, uh, Newport City, of course, we were talking about the lore. They hate the, um, the, the, uh... Callgate Matrix. Callgate Matrix, yeah. that's the word, yeah. The robots. The robots. So, uh, one of the things I wanted to kind of incorporate is, you know, that idea. So, one of the ones I'm still working on, he's actually stepping on a Super Battle Droid's chest. <laughs> and has got a double barrel shotgun pointed at him. That's cool. You know what I mean? Because uh, the Adeline Jackals had that sawed-off double barrel in one hand. Uh-huh. So he's got a uh, he's got a pickaxe in one hand and a double barrel shotgun in the other. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And you said these are militia. So they're not, yeah. like, super uniformed. They're, like you said, they're going to be different for every model. Yeah, and, of course, the city's going to use whatever it can yeah. for materials, for equipment, and gear. But um, when I start painting them, I want to kind of do one thing in particular that signifies 
that they're a member of the militia. So maybe like one shoulder in particular is going to be a painted color and put like a little logo or something on it. Nice. You know what I mean? Like a patch or something that they could... Yeah. Or like maybe make all the braids the same color. I don't know. Or like one glove on each person. Like each person has one glove and it's brown or white or whatever. And that's That's, their... It's a little Michael Jackson. Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, you know, I mean, that would be like you, you put on this glove and you're like, okay... You can tell the militia because they have one yellow glove or whatever. Yeah, ranking. Um, yeah. yeah. And uh, <clears throat> I've also been working on a warband recently. Yeah, um, tell me about it. I just have started putting it together, so I have not painted anything or whatever. But it occurred to me that I wanted to do a kind of a Slaneshi... Uh, it, was, it has nothing to do with Slaanesh, but nor- noise marine type of warband where they use like bardic magic and they play their electric guitars and their whatever and they can actually do spells and have effects using that. You should make uh, a Wu-Tang Clan-esque member, like on a boombox, <laughs> and make him your wizard. You know what I mean? You know, if I can find, like, um, gangsters or gang members or, or whatever, that'd actually be pretty good. Yeah. Um, so far, I only have three models in it. Um, there's a Reaper Bones bard, and she's blowing on a, uh, on a flute. And she's just, your, like, your medieval bard. I'm probably going to put something on her to up her tech level a little bit, like a pair of binoculars or something... That is not medieval, so she yeah. looks like a combination. And then um, I have the hero click of Ultimate Dazzler. Yeah. And now, you know, Dazzler's normally blonde, and she was like a disco singer and whatnot. But yeah. Ultimate Dazzler has black spiky hair, jeans. So she's like a punk rocker. They made her into like a punk rocker when they remade her for Ultimates. I like that. So she's screaming into a microphone, and she's got a guitar. And that's a pretty cool model. Yeah. So she's probably going to be my leader. You know, for your heavy ordinance, you should think about getting the noise marine. I really want to get him. And, you know, he'd be heavily armored yeah. and, and all that. I don't know. What I'm going to try to do is find bits that look like speakers. And I would like to have, like, one person that has, like, this big backpack and all these speakers. Got speakers sticking out yeah. the sides. And he's just like, Bang! Yes. Yeah. And that would be pretty cool. Oh, you know what? From Wild West Exodus, I have Thomas Edison figure. Yeah. Which has the... The, um, the speakers. The speakers. The... I want to say homophone. The... the the old record player speakers. Where they got like the tuba like looking. Yes. Kinda, yeah. The, and the, he's got know. like a jet pack and those things. So I'll probably add him because he's not assembled. He's still with the Wild West Exodus stuff. But um, and my last model is from uh, Weird Miniatures. It's from Malifaux. And it's this guy like in a DJ booth. But the DJ booth has organ pipes behind him. And it's on four crawling mechanical legs. It's very neat looking, and he's like way. So he'd be like a monstrous creature. There's my there's my little cell phone uh, saxophone. Uh, he would probably be like a banner where he buffs everyone around him because you know he get the extra hit point because he's in this machine. And he like the model. He's got like one hand up in the air. He's really wailing away. And there's like a, a turntable. Yeah. And it's like it's pretty cool. That sounds pretty cool. So. You should make a doof warrior. A doof. Um. From Mad Max Fury Road. Have you ever seen that movie? Yeah, I saw it. The dude on top of the thing with the flaming guitar. So that was He's kind the of... doof warrior. Oh, is that what that is? Yeah. That's kind of what I was talking about, or what I was thinking about when I thought about this. I was like, dude, Road Fury, or Fury, Fury Road um, inspired. But, you know, there's magic in the ether Realm, well, yeah. so it's bardic magic. Like, they literally can teleport if they play a certain note or whatever. Yeah. And I was thinking that'd be pretty cool. Hell yeah. So, um, I would like to get my hands on that cast space marine, if possible, with the guitar. Um, I was also looking at bits of guitars, that so you can just buy guitars. Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna play around with that, Also, Orc Rockers. Orc Rockers from what? Uh, they're, I think they're a, a Games Workshop exclusive. 
Oh. But what they are are literally orc rock and rollers. Like, there's uh. one on the mic screaming, another one jamming <laughs> on an electric guitar, and one hitting drums in the back. That would be fun. Yeah. That'd be fun to get. So anyway, we've talked on long enough. Thank you for being on, Mr. Alex. Thanks for having me. And uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, please check us out on Facebook and send us any messages. Um, Facebook.com slash pimpcron or pimpcron at gmail.com. Or, of course, you can call the voicemail. I would like to thank all my Patreon subscribers. And uh, we will see you next Monday for another episode of Pimpcron Warhammer Podcast.